Amen. You all may be seated. Uh, we are talking about the doctrine of man, anthropology, and the purpose and responsibility of man is what we looked at last week. And we talked about, number one, the chief purpose of man is to glorify God. And as the chief purpose is to glorify God, secondly, we talked about that we're to, we are to live in obedience to our Creator. And then thirdly, we are to reproduce ourselves both physically and spiritually. And then we also have dominion, and we are to serve as stewards over God's creation and take care of God's creation. And then our responsibility uh, is we have a distinct Christian responsibility to become like Christ, number one. Number two, to bear spiritual fruit, which we've talked about in, in John 15 for a couple of weeks, and then to proclaim the gospel. That's what we covered last week. This week we're going to look at the fall of man, and uh, as we look into the fall of man, first off we need, we need to think about the fact of the fall, and all you have to do is go to Genesis 3, read the entire chapter. Chapter, and you see the fact of the fall and uh, what transpired with that. And we all know that story, so I'm not going to repeat that story. But uh, we, the fact that we are in the situation that we are as mankind is because of a poor choice. A choice to disobey God and then we reap the fruit of that disobedience. Now, <clears throat> just want to... I know we're probably all on the same page, but Genesis 3, all of Genesis. It, it, this, this is not an allegory. This is reality. It is a fact. It is not a myth. And that is the creation story. And, and in fact, by the way, if you don't, every major doctrine that we have in the Bible flows from Genesis. And if you take Genesis 1 through 11 and you cast it aside, basically what you have done is you, you have taken the rest of the Bible and said that it is a fable and it is untrue and it has no substantiating fact about it. So when you begin to tinker with the creation story and that God created our earth in six literal 24-hour days, and then you don't believe the story of the fall of man or Captain Noah and the good ship Grace and how God began to reproduce uh, humanity after the flood. When you take all of those things away, basically you're saying the Bible is untrue. So either you're going to believe it or you're not. And we don't really have any middle ground. So we have to come down on, on that side and say, this is truth. And I believed that when I was a little boy, and I believe that as a middle-aged plus man. So I will go to my grave and go to heaven believing that, and then it will be verified for certain. But first off, let's look at the result of the fall. And the result of the fall is something that... Uh, it, it's, it's kind of difficult because the result of the fall you know, is death. And death is always a subject we dislike talking about. Many years ago, Billy Graham wrote a book about die, death and dying. And uh, I read that several times, probably 30 years ago. And I would still read it again. But when the Bible talks about death, it talks about death in a couple of different ways. And we'll discuss those. It's There's spiritual death, there's physical death. And we'll look at those. But <clears throat> the word death, and the, the Greek language is the word thanatos. And it, mean, it means the, 
the cessation of bodily organs functioning. It means your lungs, your heart, your brain, etc. no longer function. That is physical death. But why did death transpire? Well, death transpired because it is a result, as you know, of sin. And as a result of sin, what we have in Genesis chapter 2, we have verses 16 and 17, which say these words. And the Lord, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now, <clears throat> I've told you before, when I was young, when I would read that, and I would say, then Adam and Eve didn't immediately die, well, what, what, what's the difference? I didn't understand spiritual death other than physical death. I, I, all I could relate to was physical death because I didn't comprehend the uh, understanding of spiritual separation of God or spiritual death. But when that transpires, it transpires because of the fall. Now, when we read verse 15, 16 and 17, have you ever wondered why God gave them a choice? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, well, come on, God, just make us perfect and put us in a perfect place with the inability to choose, <laughs> just to choose you. I mean, but, you know, you, you go a step further and you think about that, and, and what is love? A choice, right? We choose to love, and without the ability to choose, would it really be love? Well, that's for somebody that's a lot smarter than me to to navigate, but God created us, placed us here, gave us one simple thing that man was not to do, and then obviously man couldn't control himself. And by the way, all of these thousands of years later, we still can't control ourselves, can we? And uh, it's been said, if Adam and Eve didn't take that first bite, I probably would have. So we all would have been tested and we all would have failed. Now, death entered the world through Adam. And when we talk about death entered the world through Adam, we come to the book of Romans because the Apostle Paul was talking about this. He talks about in the first several chapters about man's depravity and, and all of the things that man has done. Then he begins to talk about the, the hope that man has in chapter 10. But he said, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men. Why? Because all sin. And you say, now wait a minute, just Adam sinned, but his, and, and death was spread to all men because all sin? Well, guess what? Every single one of us, we go back in time, we are all family. We come from the same bloodline. And the blood of Adam is the blood that courses through our veins. And because of that, we, by nature, are sinners. And then, obviously, we get the opportunity to choose. And then we are sinners by choice as well. But the, 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 what, what the writer is doing here, what, what Paul is doing here, he, he is placing Adam here and Jesus here. Jesus, if you looked at it, he would be the first Adam, or, the, or he, he, he would be uh, the, the, uh, the second Adam, and Adam in the Garden of Eden would be the first Adam, and the first Adam fell, and the second Adam succeeded. Now, how did the first Adam fail? What are the three sins, the temptations, that Adam went through that caused him to sin? Well, it was the lust of the flesh, right? 
It was the pride of a life. And what else? All right, I'm going to give you an assignment tonight. Read 1 John. You'll find your answer. There. Now, you also, what Paul is, the backdrop of what Paul is saying here is the first Adam was placed in a perfect garden with only one choice that would be bad. The second Adam was placed in a wilderness and tempted also by Satan for 40 days and 40 nights and succeeded. The first Adam was in a perfect environment. The second Adam was in an imperfect environment. And yet he chose not to sin. And so that, that's what's going on here. You're having, you're having this, this comparison and this contrast. And Paul is saying, through one man, sin entered the world. And death through sin, thus death spread to all men, because all sinned in Adam. Now, death, thirdly, is, is God's righteous punishment for sin. And we find in Romans 6, 23, a passage that most of us could quote, the wages, what we earn, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, you, when you see that, you basically see that you can't earn your salvation. You can only get your salvation by receiving the gift. And what we earn by what we do, and people say, well, you know, you've got to work for your salvation. You can't work for your salvation because the wages of sin is death. And all of us are, fall short of the glory of God. But the precious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul is saying, listen, second Adam succeeded. And if you want to have hope, you're going to have to understand that it is a precious gift that you can get. And otherwise, not good. So let's look nextly. At the realms of death. Death is separation in three different forms or realms, if you will. There's physical death. That's separation from the body. And if the Lord doesn't return, every single one of us will experience that. Uh, as I said, Adam and Eve didn't die physically at the moment they, they partook. But guess what? Every single one of us that are here today, the moment you were born, you began to die. And... The issue is we just don't know when that will be. Uh, secondly, well, no, Hebrews 9.27. I think I put that passage up. Did I? Did give it? Well, again, that's a passage that, that about everybody knows as well. Somebody quote Hebrews 9.27 for me. It is appointed unto man... Once to die, and then the judgment. So, <clears throat> thank you, Sandy. And so we know that we have an appointment. And uh, there's some appointments we can break, but that one we can't break. We're all going to experience that again if the Lord doesn't return for us. But that's a physical concept of death. But the greatest thing is, physical death is not the worst thing that happens to us. There is also spiritual death. And spiritual death is separation from God. It's not just separation of the body, but it's separation of God. And that's forever. And, and, and we see this when Adam's relationship uh, was broken because of his sin. In Genesis chapter 3, starting in verse 7 through 11, it says, What happened after they partook of the fruit? 
their eyes were open. And they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Now, God's asked, God asked several questions there, but he already knew the answer. Uh, <clears throat> there's a pastor that would go and visit this elderly parishioner. She had a garden, and uh, she would always have a few things for him to take back home with him. And he got there that day and knocked on the door, and he heard moving around in the house, but she never came to the door. So he left a card, and he wrote on that, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Well, Sunday morning as she was exiting the building, she put a card in his hand. And she said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So... <laughs> Anyway, Adam and Eve hid themselves from God, but not really. Uh, let's go a little bit further. Then there's spiritual death. There's physical death and there's spiritual death. And that's separation from God as we talked about in Genesis 3. He hid to cover his nakedness and he hid to cover his shame. And a blood sacrifice had to be made to cover him. God shed blood. And every person, every person who has been born after Adam has attempted to hide themselves because we are born in a spiritual state of separation from God. And that's why when you are sharing Christ with someone, why they get so angry, or they get so upset, or they get so defensive, or they say, I don't want to talk about that. Have you ever had that experience? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. Why? Because they're separated from God. They don't want to admit it. And they don't want to admit they're a sinner. They don't want to admit that even God exists at times. But in Ephesians 2, 5, he said, And you he made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins. And that's the most wonderful thing of all, is that God brings the dead back to life. We were spiritually dead, separated from God, and God's Son shed His blood, and we are the benefactors of that. And, and verse 5 says, Even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Did you notice? We were dead in trespasses, but He made us alive together with Christ. And I love that last statement, by grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. You have been Saved. Now, <clears throat> we're going to look at one last thing tonight, and we're going to call it, because I don't have any more outline after this next point, and that is eternal death. Now, this is what's difficult when you do share Christ with a person. They reject, and that's eternal death that is separation from God for all eternity 
2 Thessalonians 1.9 says, These should be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. I'm not a big fan of night unless I'm sleeping. Uh, I don't like things that move in the night. I may be a little bit of a fraidy cat. But, you know, there's some things out there to be fearful of. We pulled into the last place we are going to stay in Anchorage, Alaska. And Sandy was getting pretty cheap by that time. So she put us at Merritt Field, right by this little airport. The closer we got, the worse it was. You saw a lot of homeless. You saw a lot. You knew were on drugs. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And we pulled in. And as soon as we pulled in, I said, I am not staying here. And people started coming toward the car. I backed out and took off. We finally found another place to stay, and the gentleman there the next morning, the owner, said, that's the second worst place to be in Anchorage, Alaska. He said, there's only two things that go on there, drugs and prostitution. Well, I wasn't into either one of those. So all I wanted to do was saturate that place with my absence, and we did. But I can only imagine that that was darkness there. But can you imagine being separated from God for all eternity, everlasting destruction, from the presence of His glory and His power for all eternity. I mean, not for a moment. We've all been in places where we were a little fearful for a moment, but we removed ourselves from that place. But can you imagine being there for all eternity? Look at Revelation 26. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such. The second death has no power, but they shall be called priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Talking about the millennial reign. And we get to reign with him in a perfect period of peace where Christ sets up his temporal throne in Jerusalem for his glory and honor. Then verse 14 and 15 of Revelation 20. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Mm. One last verse. Chapter 21, verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexual immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All of that because of the fall of man. All of that because of a choice. When I get the opportunity to talk with teenagers, and you've heard me say it from the pulpit, I always tell them, Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Better choose wisely. Better choose wisely. All right. Any questions, thoughts, comments? All right. Let's go ahead and stand. We'll be dismissed. 
thank you for being here tonight. Pray for those Awana workers that are in the back that will be serving, cooking, wiping noses, <laughs> praying for those kids and getting to see some of them come to know Christ. All right. Mom, would you dismiss us?